The S&P 500 hits another all-time high. And our guest today on Buy, Hold, Sell is actually saying, now is the time to get in. You are not too late if you've been sitting on the sidelines. Welcome, everyone. I am your trader, Todd Schoenberger, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Tobin Smith, out in sunny and chilly Scottsdale, Arizona. And we have a very special guest coming back to the show, Sylvia Jablonski. She is the CEO and CIO of Defiance ETFs. Sylvia, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here again. Absolutely. Todd, you're supposed to say welcome back to the program. Yes, yes, I know, I know. <laughs> Journalism 101, and I'll remember that, and we'll we'll, we'll, have, a, we'll have a class <laughs> later on. But, Sylvia, i got to ask you, you've been on the news everywhere. You are the the Wall Street aficionado with the, with the finance media, and I could see why, because your ETFs are doing great. You see a lot of inflows that are going into the ETFs, but I also love the fact that you're bullish, that you are not afraid to say it. What do you think about this current market right now? Will we see higher highs in the S&P 500? I am bullish. And, you know, if you if you look back, I mean, we're just really getting a little bit higher than than we were two years ago. Right. So we, it took us almost two years to get out of that bear market back to those prior January highs. And now we finally trickled over them and surpassed them. So it feels like a lot of velocity in a short time. But, you know, really, it's it's. A little bit of a recovery too. So I think that this is the year of the soft landing. This is the year where jobs remain pretty good. You know, people are still out there working. They have wages. They're spending money. Consumer sentiment is is sort of decent. The economy is holding up. And look, soft landing, and then a whole lot of momentum in new themes. So you have, you know, the Mag Seven. I think the Mag Seven is now basically AI and and AI stocks. And I think that they're going to continue to grow here as that monetizes. Earnings are holding up, you know, Netflix, the banks were pretty decent, even some of the regional banks were pretty decent. And, you know, I think as long as spring season is is what we expect it to be or better, and we don't have anything, out of, you know, another war, let's, let's, you know, let's not have a third war, let's not have a major political upset or, or issue there, and let's not have Fed Chair Powell turning the other way, the rates are going down, inflation is steady, I, you know, bull, I'm a bull. I like it, I like it, Toby, I mean- Soft landing in AI. This is the soft, uh, soft landing, landing in AI. AI. I got Toby. We have to get some <laughs> T-shirts made up. I mean, what do you think? Because you've been out there. You're bullish right now, obviously. You've been bullish on this show. But what do you think for the audience? Because I'm, you still have five trillion sitting in money markets. Well, and of course, that's the interesting point. You know, like a little esoteric thing today. Uh, market shoots up as it starts to trade because of Netflix, which, damn it, I, I was long those calls, but like not enough. I just did not... But you think about it, I, I go to Verizon and I get a, a two new phones and two new iPads for nothing. Oh, and they throw in a Netflix uh, subscription. Every adult I know over the age of 50 with children has has taken back their Netflix password and says, listen, you shithead, you got to actually subscribe to this thing. And they got 13 million subscribers of which 8 million of those, I guarantee you, are kids under 30 years old who've been stealing mom and dad's password. And then on mm -hmm. the foreign stuff, you don't, you know, you don't spend uh, discretionary spending unless you have discretionary spending dollars. Um, and, um, you know, I've said it ad nauseum for a year and a half or two years. I don't know. It seems like 10 years we've been doing this, Todd. I, I can't remember. But we have in the United States the most structurally sound economy in the world because we have the most structurally sound technology in the world. 
We have the most structurally, we have the most unstructurally sound government in the world, but we have the ability <laughs> to write, to print our own money. So it doesn't really freaking matter. Um, but that's a that's another story. But you know, I, I do I do think Todd, it's it's not like we haven't been borrowing trillions for years. I mean, this is not a new thing. And you know, after a while, people get used to it. You know, they're worrying. Oh my gosh. Oh, you know, uh, the bond vigilantes are going to come in and ruin our. Well, and then Japan goes in and buys another $200 billion in 10-year bonds, and China goes in and buys $2 trillion. There's no other alternative. We used to say there was, Tina, no alternative to stocks, right? There's now no alternative in, in liquid bonds yeah. than in United States bonds. So unfortunately, I mean, if, if you know, if I live to 90, uh, which basically based on my liver count probably is not going to happen, uh, the uh, <laughs> whole, uh, you know, the debt thing at some time is going to, but it's not affecting us now. And I just, I love it when people get on those other the television programs and they're, oh, oh my gosh, you know, the, the, uh, our debt is, we're going to be out of business. And yeah, okay, it's four and a half percent of our entire income. I pay more than four and a half percent of my income on a mortgage and, you know, and, and life insurance and other things. It, it does. People get too jiggy, Todd. Why right. don't you understand? And the third thing I'd say just finally is that our AI uh, picks and shovels portfolio is now up. Of course, I'm just looking at it up 48 percent this year. It's up 380 percent since April 15th of last year. Why yeah. is that? Because their cash flows and earnings. I'm up a stupid amount of money on IBM in the aftermarket here. IBM is AI OG. They've been AI before right. we even said AI. Right. So people who just are freaking pessimists, maybe I've been hanging out with Dr. Head for, uh, Ed for too long. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the I, people you know, who are pessimists here are just dead wrong. Mike Wilson, come on the show and apologize. <laughs> there you go. Well, Sobia, I mean, I know AI and Toby is right. I mean, that's been the, it's the darling right now. I mean, Dan Ives was on our show saying in 2023, you had 1% or S&P 500 companies were devoting 1% of their budgets to AI. Now it's up to 10% for 2024. But you're right there. One of your ETFs, I would imagine, is the most popular ETF that you have is your AI ETF. And you tell us, I mean, is the you have investors just loving this right now? They're probably lining up at the door to send you money. Yeah, they are. And actually, I'm going to pick up on uh, what Tobin just said. I love IBM, too. And IBM was actually... You know, I think like a pretty sleepy tech stock for a lot of people. It's not a stock that most people that I, you know, interact with on, on a daily basis. School, Sylvia. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's just that I, I had an aunt who worked for IBM for like 40 years. And I just remember her talking about her amazing pension and benefits and how great the company is. Not that and we were like, oh, well, what's IBM? But but anyway, IBM, you know, talking about our ETF. So we have a quantum ETF and, and you know, I'll talk a little bit about it, but. Yeah, it has What's names like IBM in there. That, why way. is IBM in there? To your point, it's just it's it's the OG. Like they're the first company that started working on a quantum computer. IBM, right? Yeah. So, well, they have Watson. Um, totally with you on that one. Watson is the only integrated. Without getting too technical here, if you're using IBM as your as your mainframe, you're using it for computing, whatever it is. On Watson now, you could go pay Accenture twenty five million dollars to come into your business and hook up all your. Yeah your data, or you can just go on freaking Watson and pay, uh, you know, $1,500 a month. And now you have all your data here. And then you can ask the question, okay, who is the most heavily paid person in the organization who is doing the least amount of work? <laughs> Here's your list, right? Um, you know, you could be able to do all of that. 
So I, I'm totally with you. What is the ticker symbol on your quantum? Yeah, so it's Q T U M, and that is original. Quantum. I like that. Yeah, we, you know, we had this fun in 2018. And in 2018, when we were talking about it, people were like, oh, AI, like, you know, everybody thinks the world, the robots are going to take over the world or whatever. But that's, that's not AI. So I think that that last year, AI was sort of, you know, the brand, the theme, the creativity, the, the cool, you know, um, demos by Google, Microsoft, and things like that about ChatGPT, the different bots and things like that. But when we thought about this in 2018, we thought, you know, AI is is many things, right? One, it's digitalization of factories. So what happened during COVID and then not being able to find sure. workers, right? So you need AI for that. It's about medicine and, you know, parsing research and parsing data. So, um, you know, in order for AI to work, you need supercomputers. You need things like programs like Watson that can, you know, parse the data. You need companies like IonQ that, work off of Amazon's bracket where, you know, you can use supercomputing functions. Um, IBM already works with Cleveland Clinic on different drug trials that they're doing with this stuff. You know, there's graphic elements. There's, you know, in that fund, we have NVIDIA, AMD, Taiwan Semiconductors, you know, all of the top chip companies that you can think of. And, you know, ones that you've probably never even heard of are in there that, you know, just got picked up by Taiwan Semiconductor in terms of orders and stuff like that. So you're getting the chips, you're getting the big computer companies, you know, the speed graphics, the 5G stuff. We, we think that when you think about thematic investing, it's it's actually like, you know, it, it kind of got a bad rap at some point for being like meme stocks. But thematic investing is something that actually makes a lot of sense in AI because you have, you know, the ballasts or like the Microsofts, the IBMs, you know, they have good balance sheets are always going to be just fine. And, you know, not arguably not that big of a risk to hold those names forever. Right. Um, but then you have like the small cap names in there that a lot of people haven't heard of that are riskier, but then they might get M&A deals. They might find the new chip and whatever. So we have this blended portfolio of 71 stocks. equal 71. And 71. Yeah. And and if you look at that, you know, probably half of them are names like NVIDIA and, and, and you know, sure. kind of HP and, and, you know, names that, you know, and then there are other ones that you may not have heard of. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's been doing great. I mean, um, you know, year over year up 30%, year to date up six or 7%. It's, um, it's, it's definitely over 200 million in, in assets. And I think people just figured out that it existed in the world last year and it's just taken off since then. And, and uh, yeah, have, that's our AI trade. So, so you can take a micro cap like like uh, Quantum, and you can take a macro cap like Microsoft. In other words, you have the full gamut. Yeah. Yep. And are exactly. they market? Are they market cap weighted, or is a uh, is there a weighting that you use in, in inside that? Yeah. So they're 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 actually equal weighted, and then they you know they run and they have a semi annual rebalance. So, so correct me if I'm wrong, or I'm confused. If you have a million dollars of Microsoft, that means you have a million dollars of quantum? Yes. Yes. But they run, really? you know, because they run, yeah, because they run semi, like if you look at them, you know, if you look at the names there, and I'll just name the top names, some of the top yeah. ones in there, the percentage, just to get the point. But um, biggest holding is AMD. There's almost 4 million. Number two is Marvel, you know, NVIDIA. And then yep. there's a like coherent Teradyne, NTT Data, Onto, they all have 3 million. Those are yep. some of the top, uh, you know, the names in the top 10. So Tid, is there a rule that you have 
as far as how much you can have in one of those individual equities inside the ETF? Um, no. So it pretty much, it'll be just the 71 names equal weighted and it'll just be rebalanced on, on a semi-annual basis. So, you know, it can it kind, of, kind of like run up to the six month mark, basically. Can you veto, um, can you veto the rebalance? Uh, say you, one of your winners is just spectacular. Do you just let it no, ride? No, it would be great to do that. But I think what people like is when we keep our hands off of things, you know, I, we have some ETFs that we actively manage and, you know, they're kind of the enhanced income option stuff. But for for ETFs like this, where, you know, people really just want exposure to a theme and they, they, they don't want us to necessarily, you know, cherry pick or change things up. Um, I, you know, most of our investors like the fact that we don't touch it, it rebalances. You know, that being said, we've had ETFs before where we were like, like we had a 5G ETF where we changed the index methodology to make it more superior because, you know, it was capturing a lot of the um, mobile companies that just, you know, aren't doing anything kind of like fast enough with 5G and they had too high of a weighting versus versus like the semiconductor companies and, you know, the companies that are working with AI and how 5G integrates with those companies. And so we definitely improve funds if we, if we need to, but that's something that like we inform shareholders about and, you know, so yeah, we, we don't actively manage it. It would be great so, if we could do that, right? But Todd, um, I, when I, that I, happens, I'm going <laughs> to send her the Transformity AI Picks and Shovels portfolio and show her how 22 <laughs> stocks can be up 48% this year so far. Now, yeah, uh, but, we, but we let them run. In other words, to me, to me, it would be a tragedy to cut AMD uh, that 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 on every metric of, of valuation and growth and profitability and so on and so forth. And then cut it just simply because it arbitrarily got over uh, a valuation point, because that's sort of like just shooting your winners and keeping your losers, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I think you know if you have a market cap strategy and and you kind of do it that way, then those names are you know always going to be at the top. But it's it's also just part of the index rules that we live in in the ETF world. So. You know, if you if you come out and say you have an equal weight index that's capturing all of the AI quantum computing supercomputing theme, um, you have to rebalance it semi-annually, basically. And that's oh, yeah. you know, and there are times when it actually has has outperformed those names and tech and things like that. You know, so it's it's just it depends on, you know, okay. I, it kind of depends on the time frame. But I, I get you know I get your point. Right now, Nvidia is running right, so you'd be perfectly fine if. Um, you know, like there are EV ETFs where like NVIDIA is the biggest holding and they're doing way better than Tesla, <laughs> right? You're right. Um, but, but you do it yeah, every I mean, six months. So you could, in theory, have NVIDIA you get a run good run. Months. Yeah. Yeah. You get a good well, run sense. for six months. But then, you know, to kind of don't forget in six months, you're also picking up maybe that that number 70 name that, you know, like has an M&A deal or something like that and gets like a like 100 percent return in a couple of months. You get some of that, too. Um, and and you know, there's, there's trade-offs, I think, in, in yeah, having that, you. but. All right. I'm going to send yeah. you one company. I'm going to send you one company tomorrow that uh, on an AI basis that we're big on. <laughs> um, and I'm, a, I'm also a 2% shareholder. Okay. But um, it's, we're just in, I have my, I have my Canadian mountain skiing shirt on because I'm going helicopter skiing with the uh, CEO this weekend. And um, oh, you nice. know why? Because the stock's done ridiculously well. So I said, okay, great. Yeah, Let's go up to Calgary and, and do some do some skiing. But they have uh, artificial general intelligence. They have the first software program mm -hmm. that allows you to, to you know essentially have the machines think. And uh, they were at Davos last week and uh, <laughs> stock bid pretty well. So I'm saying, sorry, Todd, keep going. 
<laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. But let's. Hey, look, I let's get look. excited. I get so excited on IBM. God. Yes, yes. There's, there's <laughs> so too. much. There's so much to be excited <laughs> about when it comes to IBM. That's for sure. So, so listen. Let's leave it there on this block because coming up in the next segment, I'm going to ask Sylvia. I really want to just a couple other follow up questions on on the the quantum ETF. But we also want to talk about the the new launch. She actually has a new Defiance has a new ETF coming out tomorrow. We have to ask all about it because it's very exciting. And we also want to talk a little bit about the current earnings season. So please oh, stick with us. Logic, that's it. Oh, that's right. Fine. Sorry, okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> with us today, we have Sylvia Jablonski, the CEO and CIO of Defiance ETFs. And we'll be right back on Buy, Hold, Sell right after the break. Buy, Hold, Sell brought to you by Crosscheck Management. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers every episode of double down with breslow is packed with insider tips deeply skilled analysis and in-depth discussions don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting listen to double down with breslow on the evergreen podcast network or wherever you listen to podcasts that's double down with breslow the business of sports betting podcast greetings from evergreen podcasts we're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you the information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. I'm Jessica Inskip from the Market Make Her podcast and director of education and product at Options Play. You're listening to Buy, Hold, Sell with Tobin and Todd. The S&P 500 hits another all-time high, and we are in the middle of earnings season with Tesla coming out after the bell as well as IBM. And Tesla definitely disappointed. I will say that's going to definitely have an impact on the markets tomorrow. But with us today, we have Sylvia Jablonski, 
She is the CEO and CIO of Defiance ETFs. And in the last block, Sylvia, you were telling us all about the quantum ETF. Just, uh, just one more follow-up question with that, because I would imagine that since it is just it's cap-weighted, you're, you're there, even Steven, all along, you probably have one eye on earnings, but you're probably not really, really caring about the earnings, right? Or am I missing something when because we're right in the middle of tech earn, tech earnings? Yeah, I mean, I, in terms of caring about earnings for each of the individual names, you're, you're right. It kind of doesn't matter, right? Because there's seven names in there. It's equal weighted, but I do very much care about earnings because I think that anything positive that is said about AI, supercomputing, you know, we're talking about IBM, IBM Watson, quantum computing, you know, data pricing, that is very, very good for this ETF. So I do care. The more that companies are spending on AI, implementing AI, you know, talking about using AI, whether it's healthcare, you know, kind of whatever sector, pick one. Um, it's really good for the CTF. So with that, though, with since we are, uh, I mean, you, you you got one eye on tech, obviously. What do you think, though, if you're an investor, just your casual investor right now, and you're seeing these headline stories come out? Do I mean, are you're bullish on the markets? I'd assume you're bullish on on corporate earnings as well. Does this continue, though, for the rest of the year? I do think it's going to continue. You know, it's a little bit, it, it kind of takes you back when you get so much of a, a you know, a, a good run up just a month in, although January is, you know, usually a pretty good month. Last year ended up high. Next year's market tends to kind of do the same thing. We know that rates are eventually going to be cut this year. You know, yada, yada, the same story sort of exists. So, um, I, you know, I, I am bullish. And, and I think, you know, you, I, I think... Tobin opened up, or perhaps you opened up and, and said that there's, you know, trillions of dollars of cash on the sidelines, you know, eventually, you're not going to get 5% from your cash. And you're going to see these stocks that are ripping 10, 20, 30 to 40% off of, you know, AI and off of tech, and that pumping back into the market that can bring liquidity into the market that can actually get us to continue to rally rates actually being cut, you know, there's a psychological factor to that, for sure, people are gonna be so excited when when we get that first rate cut, even though, you know, <laughs> it's 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 perhaps because the economy is slowing. That's not how the market usually reads those things. So I, I do think that there's a lot of reason to have momentum, the biggest of which is, you know, corporate earnings holding up something to believe in kind of this 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 AI theme. And, and again, just, you know, stable economic. Yeah. Well, Todd, uh, ahead, Todd. When we had the first big rush up in May, when uh, NVIDIA brought, you know, the blowout numbers, you know, we had a lot of subscribers and, and money management clients that own that stuff because we're sort of ahead of the curve, right? But when SMCI went up $300 from a $125 class basis, only an idiot would not take, at least take the cash out <laughs> of, that they originally put in the damn thing. And so, you know, when people, all, I get texts all the time and emails, et cetera, saying, have I missed AI? No, you haven't missed AI. It's about a one and a half year old, you know, still stumbling around looking for the toilet. But as a stock buyer, you know, we're basically getting sort of a melt up right now. And when you get a melt up, meaning that people who were short the stock had to buy stocks back, which then created no sellers. And you had more buyers here and sellers here. Stock goes up until they get to equilibrium, right? But we'll get pullbacks here. The hardest thing to do for I think retail investors is to understand, hey man, this is a this is a you know a, a five to ten year cycle. In five to ten years, it won't matter, you know, that you you missed to eight percent or whatever the melt up was today. But you have to be look at buying these things back at the fifty day moving average when they um, you know somebody in the industry craps out and so everybody gets taken down. 
or just simply there's a profit taking time. I, I won't even go into all the different groups of people that own things, but God bless the ETFs. So as long as people keep money in your ETFs, you're not selling anything. Uh, yeah. And and essentially that's what the S&P 500 index funds have done to the stock market is that as these market caps go up into the S&P 500, five of our companies went into the S&P 500 this year that weren't in them last year. Shockingly, all of those are AI stocks, okay? okay. So, so they're climbing the stairs of valuation, which then gets the market cap uh, uh, crazy going. And Kathy Wood is right. Market cap S&P 500 you know, indexes have changed the stock market. But yeah. in the ones that are not in these big indexes, that's where you have the advantage. Uh, and you know, pull back to the 50-day, let them have some profit taking, and then build a position. It's just not all or nothing. And that's what drives me nuts on retail investors that are like, oh, God, I missed that. So now I'm going <laughs> to chase it at the very top, where it's at about an 85 relative strength. Uh, by the way, that's high. 70 is high. And and then, you know, it comes back and they're like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's, it's fair is a weather report. What, what's that line? Fair is a weather report in the stock market. There you go. Yeah, I like that. Well, let, let's pivot away from this, though, because Toby did mention about the ETFs. And Sylvia, we got to talk about you. We talked last week offline when we were talking about the new new offerings for Defiance. But tomorrow you have a very exciting product that's hitting the market. Tell the audience all about it. Yeah, sure. So um, tomorrow we have an ETF called Trez, T-R-E-S, hitting the market. And uh, last time that I was on with you guys, we talked about some of the different options products out there, the the products yeah. that, you know, essentially use for rate strategies to generate yield. And so we have one on NASDAQ. We have one on S&P 500. We have one on Russell. So we got the, you know, S&P 500. We have tech. We have small caps. And um, we thought that, you know, there's one area in the market where you don't really have a very juicy product that utilizes options to generate additional income on fixed income. So um, Treasure is basically going to be an enhanced income product. It's going to be, you know, long volatility on underlying ETFs. Think like TLT, for example. So you get a combination of income from the actual, you know, fixed underlying. income products and funds that we use. Yeah, the underlying. And then on top of that, you get premium from the options that we're going to to use on this. So um, yeah, it's going to be an actively managed strategy. It's going to be, you know, kind of flexible, um, allows us to hedge on the downside, allows us to be, you know, long vol, basically capture more upside. And, and it's going to have a combination of options and the underlying. And then um, we also launched an ETF a couple of weeks ago called High, which was um, the Israel bond ETF too. So that's oh, you mean it's, for us, it's not a know. cannabis ETF? Come on, man. No, you know what? We had one and nobody touched the thing for like I over know. a year. We had a psych we had a psychedelics ETF and it was like half psychedelics and half um you know cannabis. And it, I know everybody was writing us and telling telling us how much they loved it. And it, it just all right, RIP. Um yeah. <laughs> but, well, they're, they're, they're not all winners. Hey, kiddo, what yeah. what um what's your take on the, the, you know, the, the, the concept out there, which looks like it's reality, that the one day options, the selling of one day yeah. options has completely screwed up the VIX. Are you uh, uh, in that camp or not? I mean, if you look at the data from the SIBO, it has done absolutely nothing. Um, there's, you know, I, I think I, I saw a report come out from SIBO and, and on, you know, on the largest day, um, the, you know, kind of like the net exposure was was less less than a million dollars worth of notional or something like that. So the buyers and sellers mm. match out pretty well on these things. And, you know, from the data that we see, there's, there's almost no impact. So I think, 
you know, it, we have to see data for this stuff, right? Um, if you talk to, you know, kind of the traders trading these things, they sure. they don't think that there's any, you know, major impact. But then, you know, it's almost like it reminds me of working for um, the Lever University TF company, right? And every day I hear like, oh, you got on the 3X products, right? Every day, like you guys are moving the market every single day at the close. And like, it's just not true, right? Most of the orders would, would net out because you have creates, you have redeems, like nobody knows what goes right. on behind the scenes. Yes, right? So it's a similar type of thing here. So you're not a big, you're not a fan of these, uh, the ETFs that are selling one day uh, options uh, for income, basically? Oh, I no, I am a fan of them. I mean, we're doing oh. it. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, I thought yeah, you were Yeah, no, 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 no. We're, we're a fan. I just think, I'm just saying, I don't think that we're disrupting anyone's, you know, ecosystem while we're doing it. <laughs> so, so you weren't responsible for that 400 point crash two weeks ago uh, when uh, that they blamed no. on the, on the DTE guys? Good for you. I yeah, no. Up for you. <laughs> so, I would have stuck up. Thank you. <laughs> the, the symbol on the new on the new ETF is T R E S. Yes, is yes. Treasury is supposed to you know Treasury Treasury and and yeah. Oh, I mean, I like, like if if okay. you when we back tested it to, in order to create it, it you know it looks like you, you're going to get like a steady twelve to fifteen percent yield on it. Um, you know, pretty low standard deviation. It's 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 a uh, you know it, it should be a good complement, I think, to to fixed income, and we needed that, right? Because all of our stuff is very much like AI tech. Yeah. You know, Nasdaq put right, S and P put right, small caps put right. So we, you know, people who come to us say, "How do I diversify? How do I have something besides kind of all this equity exposure?" And so, you know, this is our take on creating a larger alternative income suite. Cool. And well, we, in in theory, go ahead, go ahead Todd. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, are, are you ringing the bell at the NASDAQ or the NYSE tomorrow? Um, no, we're not. No, we're not. They have a very long list of IPOs. <laughs> yes, sure. um, we rang the bell for QQQY, though, which was amazing. And I have to say that the exchanges are just like, you know, they're so good to us. They put on such a great show. And anytime we, we bring an investor there, it's just like, it's like going to Disney World, right? And, and oh, that yeah. never gets old. I love going there. Like I love, you know, people who work there are just like awesome. It's, Sylvia, it's a lot of fun. Sylvia, I don't have the, has quite a hard hitting question as Todd asked, but <laughs> when the Federal Reserve starts cutting rates, yeah, your bond portfolio, <laughs> the bond underlying bonds go up in value. So yes. how do you capture some of that increase in the underlying bond? Yeah, I think you know the reason we're launching this product is really because that options the options on these types of products like TLT, for example, mm -hmm. are just mispriced. And so there's, yeah. there's just like a lot of great opportunity to capture income on the options. So we're not really so worried about, you know, the, the, the 5% or whatever. I mean, if it goes down to two or 3%, we don't really care that much because the mispricing on the options is, is, is good enough where we're pretty confident. And that's why I said 12 to 15, right? So I think if we, you know, if we get down to 12 or 13 versus 15, 16, we're okay with that. We think it's well, tell, a, tell the audience a steady dividend. Why the options in, in the bond market TLT are so screwed up? Because I don't know the answer to it, but I know how screwed up they are. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, or we've, we've looked at this. Yeah, I, I, I have the same same feeling as you. We, we sort of don't know why, but they're sort of grossly mispriced along the way. We don't know if it's just kind of like lack of interest or if people don't use them the same way yeah. that, you know, we're going to. So I, I have an answer, an answer that's similar to yours. I don't know why, but it's there. It well, is I there. plug it in. I plug it into, you know, to the formula that all, you know, financial analysts learned like the first year of school, right? And I plug it yeah. in and, and the price that, that I could get if I sell the option is like 
twice what I should be getting based on the volatility. Yeah, right, 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 right. yeah. And so, yeah. you know, and so that doesn't make sense. But, I, but you know, you can you can capitalize on that yeah, too, too, right? And that's so that's yeah. what you know. So that's what we're trying to do. And we wouldn't have launched it to be honest if we didn't see that. I, I, I yeah, just I, doesn't look like there's a fund out there that really takes advantage of that. Just yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but we haven't seen one. And I think we're gonna, you know, we're gonna try to give that a go. So, you know, it reminds me of the Bill Withers song, Todd. Yeah. If it feels this good being used, <laughs> you can keep on using me. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Right. There, there you go. I, I like it. The silly valuation <laughs> on the call premiums. <laughs> Here you yeah. go. I, I sell them every week on the TLT uh, yeah. for our fixed income stuff. And yeah. It, I, I, it, it, it literally, usually the market takes care of these discrepancies. You know, that's sort of like the whole right. idea. Yeah, it, it, it does. That That's absolutely right. Usually these things get armed out pretty quickly. And, yeah. You know, yeah, no doubt. They're not. No doubt about that. Well, listen, we're going to leave it there for the show because I uh, we're going to have you back, Sylvia. Definitely want to talk about how, how TRES, Trez is doing, as well as the other ETFs. I, I can't wait for the launch. I know the investors are, are waiting or can't wait as well. So, so sure. listen, you're the so, first to hear it, by the way, because it, oh, you're the first, it's an exclusive. 4 p.m. I can talk about it. So, you all right, you know, another buy hold so exclusive. I love it. We're going to tell Todd to be quiet this, now. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> tell Todd to be quiet now. This you is tell your, the listeners what is the ticker or the URL that they can go to go to your site. Yes, defianceetfs.com. Defianceetfs.com. Right? I'd rather, so, much yeah, rather hear it from right. her yes. than you, Todd. For okay. you, it sounds like some Baltimore <laughs> guy screaming into a microphone. Whereas she, she could also say it in Polish, too, by the way, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, Sylvia, thank you so much for joining us and giving us an thank exclusive you. on Buy, Hold, Sell. We, uh, we can't wait to have you back, and, uh, and you're a wonderful guest as always. Thank sure. you so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and, and on behalf of Sylvia Jablonski and Tobin Smith, I am Todd Schoenberger. Thank you once again for joining us on Buy, Hold, Sell. We'll catch you next time. That's all I know. Nice to know you. Take care. Buy, hold, sell, brought to you by Crosscheck Management. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.